Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 82. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Behold podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here. Today in episode 82, we are going to be talking about being a bigger person. But let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill our hearts and our minds and our relationships. Please grant us the wisdom so that we can see the people in front of us as the unique and beautiful souls that they are. Help us to recognize how much you love them. Help us to respond accordingly. Help us to show up in our relationships with charity, with mercy, with humility, and with love. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of community. Help us to build community. Help us to build relationships the way that you call us to, with a desire for the other person to get to heaven. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as I said, we are going to talk about being the bigger person. And we've all been in those situations where we think, oh no, I have to be the bigger person here. Maybe it's at work and you know that you're right, but your coworker just won't budge. Maybe you're mad at your husband, but someone has to take that first step towards reconciliation. Maybe your teen is giving you attitude and you just decide, I'm not going to give that attitude back. First, before we even dive into the rest of this, I have to ask you, do you have to be the bigger person? No, you have free will and you get to choose how you show up in every situation. You do not have to be the bigger person. You choose to be the bigger person because you want to be the bigger person. Our faith is a gift. So we're going to be in situations where we have the privilege to live out the faith as the bigger person. Instead of the drudgery of, oh, I have to be the bigger person, we can approach it with an attitude of, I have the privilege to be the bigger person here. So with that perspective or that lens in mind, in whatever the case may be, we do, we have this phrase about being the bigger person because these situations come up in everyone's lives. We get in dis disagreements and rather than continue, we choose to let it go. And so there are different things that different people think being the bigger person means. A lot of people think it means being a peacemaker or maybe humbling ourselves. Some people will say being the bigger person is like being a doormat. Other people will say being the bigger person actually means that you think you're better than somebody else, that they're not even worth the conversation. But for our purposes today, we are going to say that being the bigger person is meaning that you want to be the person who sets down your pride and makes peace, the humble peacemaker. So the question is, when we're being that bigger person, do we actually show up that way? I want you to think about a time when you're like, yep, I'm going to be the bigger person. How did you actually show up? And if you've been following this podcast, you know that we follow the model. And that's what kind of tells us where we're coming from and where we're going. 
because our thoughts create our actions. Or I'm sorry, our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions. Our actions get us our results. And so we can look back and figure out what thought was I having. And a lot of times we might be having thoughts like, "Ugh, I always have to be the bigger person," or maybe we're thinking, "Being the bigger person is exhausting." Or maybe we are even thinking, I'm the better person here, so I'm going to have to let it go. Now, in these examples, if we're having these kind of thoughts, it actually seems to demonstrate that being the bigger person doesn't actually mean being that humble peacemaker. It means that it really means being the bigger person seems inconvenient or exhausting or even that we do think that we're the superior, better person. So then when we're having these thoughts and then we're having these feelings of being inconvenienced or exhausted or superior, how are, how are our actions coming off? And typically we're acting from this place of disdain and aggravation. We're not showing up in our relationships with love and charity or with that humility peacemaker attitude, we're coming in it as the bigger person who's just full of disdain and anger. So we're actually not meeting our goal because our thoughts are not aligning with what we say we're doing. Let's run this through a model just so I can demonstrate it a little more to you. So let's say that you're in a circumstance, you're in an argument, You've decided you're going to be the bigger person and you have this thought, I always have to be the bigger person in this relationship. And then you're going to have a feeling. Maybe that feeling is disdain. And then from there, once you have that feeling, you're going to have an action. You're going to communicate to them that, yep, you're going to be the bigger person and stop here. And maybe you use the right words. Maybe you even apologize, but you're doing this with this bitterness or this coldness, then maybe you're stewing it on, on it later. I wish I would have said that. I wish I didn't always have to back down. And then your result is that there is disconnection in that relationship. And so instead, we can stop and we can look at that situation again. And first of all, we want to look at that person, that other person, and maybe they're a friend, maybe they're a family member, maybe they're acquaintance. Maybe they're a coworker, someone we barely even know even. And I want you to look at them and, and see them as the precious and unique soul that they are. Someone that God loves. He loved them so much that he created them. And he created them for heaven, to be with him for all eternity. That's how much he loves them. And that's how much he loves you. And so when you start looking at them that way, not as someone who is just there to annoy you, not as someone who is just going to wear you down until you decide to be the bigger person, not someone that you're inconvenienced by or exhausted by or someone that you feel superior to, but as another soul who is so loved, you start to approach the situation differently. And maybe, maybe you will still decide that you want to be the quote unquote bigger person in the way of being a humble peacemaker. Or maybe you decide that you care about this person enough and you care about yourself enough that you want to have a dialogue and you want to continue that dialogue. 
because they are worth hearing your side of it too. They are worth expending that little extra energy. But no matter what you decide, no matter how you decide to move forward, you're going to want to have a new thought. And that thought could be something like, they're worthy of an opinion. I don't have to agree, but we can move forward anyway. And from thoughts like that, you're going to find peace, a feeling of peace, or at least a feeling of calm. And then as your action, you're going to communicate. You're going to communicate from that place of love and peace. It's probably going to be a lot easier to let some things go. And then as a result, you're going to have a connection. And even if it's someone you don't know well, you'll still feel that connection, that little tiny sense of community. Because you're looking at them as another member of the body of Christ. Now, when I'm telling you to change your thoughts and to think they're worthy of having an opinion, when we change our thoughts, we have to believe our thoughts. And so if you don't believe that, it's not going to sit right in you and you're not going to have a feeling of peace. And so when you're working on changing your thoughts, you always want to believe that thought that you're putting in there. And so how do we get there? How do we get to a place where we could believe the thought they're worthy of an opinion? Because like it or not, everyone can have an opinion. You don't have to agree with that opinion, but they can have their opinion. Their opinion can be horrible. They can still have it. So how do we get there? How do we get to that place where we allow other people to be themselves? First, we just need to have gratitude. So much gratitude. So much gratitude that we were given free will. That God loves us so much that he lets us choose. And just being so grateful that we're on a journey where we're trying to choose his will over all else. And recognizing that sometimes other people aren't that far on the journey yet. And that's okay because God knew exactly where they would be. And he's still calling them. And he's still calling us. Because none of us are perfect. We're all on a journey. We're all figuring this out. So we're just going to approach it with so much gratitude. Also with that desire for connection, that desire for community, not trying to close ourselves off and isolate ourselves so completely from the world. I understand that the world is crazy right now. It really is. We don't have to completely isolate from all other people. We can have connections with others, even if it's just a short and fleeting connection. We can connect with others. Another thing we can do is we can pray for wisdom. Wisdom is a, the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit, and it helps us to see as God sees. And of course, we're never going to be able to see as God sees, but even being able to see one one thousandth of a percent of what he sees is such a gift. You can look at another person and see, yes, they have an eternal soul. And I can treat them with dignity because of that. Mother Teresa, I read somewhere once that Mother Teresa used to bow. She used to bow to people in front of her. She wasn't bowing because of a cultural standard. She was bowing to them because she could see God in them. So she was bowing to God in them. And it just helped to remind her 
who she was speaking with. Someone where the Holy Spirit lived inside of them. So they deserved her utmost utmost respect because the Holy Spirit was living inside of them. What if we approached everyone like that? What if we did that in our lives? Instead of picking out the flaws, picking out where the Holy Spirit is residing in them. What a gift we could be. What a gift that sight, that wisdom, would be in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. We are called by God to do his will. And sometimes his will is for us to lay down our pride and be the quote-unquote bigger person. And this doesn't mean that we're a better person. God's will isn't trying to pit us against each other or put us into a comparison game. No, we get to be intentional in the moment. We get to learn how to be a peacemaker. We get to learn humility. What the other person chooses to take from that moment is completely up to them. We get to plant seeds. God gets to grow them. When we start to approach our relationships with intentionality and a desire for connection and a love that wants to see the other person in heaven, when we get to that place, then we're one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review and share it with a friend. If you would like to see more or learn more about these tools and what Behold has to offer, please click the link in the show notes. Have a blessed week.